Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're going to be covering Season 4, Episode 12, called End Times. Uh, do you have any news this week? Zero. Zero? Me, me too. Uh, we do have some, like, internal news. We know Walking Dead is coming up, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I want to talk just, like, a little bit about our podcast schedule coming up in the next couple weeks. I've got a grudge against AMC, actually. D- they were supposed to do Walking Dead premiere on halloween the 31st uh, yeah and we were gonna have a nice two-week vacation <laughs> from podcast. no 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 uh, no no rest for aaron and jim yeah apparently that's gonna be airing on the 16th so that's two weeks from now um which gives us next week for the finale of breaking bad and we'll have our normal podcast out on that tuesday uh and then the week after that is when walking dead is gonna air and we're going to be doing both a wrap-up for Breaking Bad for Season 4, and we're also going to be doing the Walking Dead premiere podcast. Uh, so if you guys, I'm sure there's a lot of crossover between the two shows. So if you guys want to join us in the Walking Dead podcast, we'll we'll have a link to the feed and everything up. Um, and you guys, will, you can go search it in iTunes or whatever. We don't know what we're going to call it yet, so uh, just stay tuned for that. We'll let you know next time. The uh, Talking Dead that's an awesome name. The Talking Dead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, there's already one called oh, Talking Dead. How about a Walking Dead cast? That's, yeah. That's you one. gotta be kidding. That's no, they're taken all taken. You. There's like 14 know, of them. I yeah. know. Oh, okay. I was just making a joke. Gotcha. A Not funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but seriously, if uh, you've got some overall season comments, um, send it to us. Uh, just hold on to them. Don't send it to us yeah. until after the next episode because our mailbox is already getting to be a mess to keep track of and... You know, again, we're going to have one more show after everything's said and done where we just reflect on the season and look ahead to the next one. So mm-hmm. if you've got some of those overarching, you know, want to talk about characters and the way it was handled and acting and speculation for next season, save it for the week after next. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the final thing that I wanted to talk about is I wanted to thank everyone for the podcast award nominations. I don't know how many of you went and voted. We don't get a count of that or anything. But we'll know within the next two weeks whether or not we were accepted into the the top ten, I guess, in entertainment. So thanks for everyone to everyone who voted for us. And that's it. I'm ready for the recap. Are you? Let's do it. Okay. So it opens up and uh, with Walt and Skyler packing. Basically, um, the DEA is coming to pick them up for the protection program. Yeah, and I think Walt has finally reached kind of a reality. Mm-hmm. You know, with what's going on. And interestingly enough, I-, I thought I mentioned this in my recap that Skylar seemed like she grew up a lot in this episode, too. Hmm. Like yeah. where she her perception of where they were at um, and where they're actually at kind of did a lot of leapfrogging and catching up in this episode. Yeah. I mean, Walt kind of told her what's up when he was like, the consequences are coming. Right. I've, I've been living under the threat of death for a year now. Right. Like, he's so. like, you, I, and the way he was saying goodbye to his family made it seem to me like he believed he wouldn't perhaps see them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the way he barricaded himself into the, <laughs> the house. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. The, the tone of Walt was very even in this scene. He was very, he was like resigned to his fate. He what he very, had to do. Yeah, like, Pete, like he's going to, his family's going to be taken care of, mm-hmm. the, you know, and he was kind of at peace with what was going to happen next. Yeah, and I like that in contrast with Skylar's total panic. She was just, 
she didn't know what was going on until Walt told her, hey. He might have been just being strong for her because I got to say, later in the episode, he wasn't so even. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so do you think Holly's crying was actually foreshadowing of Walt's fate, or do you think that was just in there to make the scene extra dramatic? Well, I know she only cries at dramatically appropriate times, uh-huh. so it's hard to say whether this was like a harbinger of death or just, you know, this was a good time for her to cry because it's mel- melancholy and, mm-hmm. you know, it suited the mood of the scene. But, yeah, I mean, it is striking that she never cries. She's only cried yeah. twice, once when she needed to to help her mom break and enter. Skyler and made her cry. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she made her cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. She had, like, a pin or something. Oh, God. She was jabbing her with. Uh- <laughs> Move on. Uh, I wanted to go back real quick because at the beginning of this, Walt says, I'm the real target. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's true, really. I don't think that if he all of a sudden steps out of the picture that Hank is not going to still get killed. Well, that's a good point. So I guess he is a little bit delusional still. Slightly. Yeah, I, I'm not really coming at it from that angle. I just don't think the – I don't know why Walt said that. Because he's not actually well, he's the definitely, only target anymore. He's definitely a target based on what Gus told him in the last episode. Oh, absolutely. If you do he's this, X will happen. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's so, – so he's definitely the target. I don't know. Well, he's a target. Yeah. But he's and the Hank target. is also. Yeah, right. Um, okay. So then we see Walt spinning the revolver by the pool. Uh, what do you think this meant? What, what was going on here? Um, well, we had a lot of listener speculation that – I think we should skip until our mega super <laughs> fear, all theories involving poison section that we're going to have immediately after our recap. Oh, okay. This um, involves poison? Yes. But I will also, I also think that um, there is some parallels between like Skyler flipping the coin at the mm-hmm. Four Corners episode and yeah. him spinning and like not being happy with fate's result. And doing yeah. it again and, you know, finally getting a result that he was happy with. Yeah, we actually had uh, someone leave a comment on our on my review. Uh, I think it was one by one all day 89 left a comment about that very thing. Um, okay, so then the family is discussing Walt's absence over at the Schrader house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Junior, man, Junior is relentless with his mother. He blames her for everything. Well, he's still blaming her for Walt not being there. It's easy to see why. I mean, the way this thing has gone. Is it really? Why can he blame her for not being there? I don't. Well, I mean, I I think this is just overall frustrated. It's built like since season two that she's been a bitch and she doesn't understand. Uh, It's because of the PT Cruiser. Uh, that <laughs> yeah because we his dad wanted to buy him x and she then mm. bought him y so it's like there is yeah. a lot of and i i think maybe there's just still this feeling that you don't care about dad you maybe mm-hmm. would be happy if he died and yeah. he's a teenager too my god uh, you don't need a reason to hate <laughs> your mother and be a bit and be a dick you that's know? true absolutely true uh so then hank convinces gomez to go look into gus at the laundry um and Gomez is over there, and he's telling his story. Do you think Gomez is making this story up, or is this oh, for something sure. real? No, they did not bust a, okay. guy, a, a chef with heroin that traced back to this laundry service. Are you sure? I'm because positive. It, it totally could have. No, no. Totally. No, no that, was that place a... was sparkling clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, that dog didn't find anything. No. Although, I, can dogs even smell meth? Um, is that something? That is what I was wondering, too. Um, yeah. I don't know because it would be hard to understand how 
that dogs wouldn't be able to smell meth when they crate hundreds of pounds of it up that freight elevator on a weekly basis. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then I, I guess it stays in that plastic and it'd be trait. It's not like, you know, they're got pieces of meth everywhere, I guess. Yeah. And I'm sure he's somewhat of a clean freak. Sure. Gus has that wiped down every night. Right. Um, so Gomez, I don't think the other thing is, um, Gomi's not nearly as good at this as, as Hank, not even close. Like Hank is got like, Gomi did a good job of talking his way into the situation, but Hank's got, not only would he be more charming, Mm -hmm. but he also has his underlying menace. Mm -hmm. Like I'm being nice and I'm smiling and I'm doing my George Bush laugh and I'm (laughs) I'm laughing, but, uh, you know, not only are you going to help me out, but I might have to bust your kneecaps if you make me mad. Yeah. And make your life a living hell. And totally. Believably. Whereas Gomi just seems like he's too nice. Too nice to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't feel like a grizzled veteran like uh, Hank does. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think about the guy who he was talking to? Does this guy know that he's working at a drug lab? Or do you I think d- he's... I don't... That's a good question. Um, I personally don't think so. He didn't seem like... If he did, you know, he caved awfully easy to yes. a DEA agent. But then again, he's like, well, these two guys are looking around, and I know they just, you know, uh, they probably scrubbed down the place just like they did the other facility, mm-hmm. and they're doing all yeah. this extra security. And he's got to know something. I mean, bodies are being Maybe. carted in and dirty laundry. <laughs> There's these shady guys. There's a freaking trap mm-hmm. door underneath one of the laundry machines. You don't think he knows that? I don't know because he, you're right. He caves too easy. I, I, I feel like Gus would have instructed him to not let anyone into the lab if he if he actually knew that there was a drug lab under there. That's, I mean, like I said, I don't I don't know because it yeah. does seem he caved too easy. But on the other hand, it seems like it'd be awful hard to keep the existence of that underground facility <laughs> yeah. from the lab. Manager. When you see a laundry, a giant laundry machine opening Fly up, open. a huge floor and right. yeah, hole in the floor, right? Uh, okay, so they don't actually find the entrance, and the dog doesn't smell anything, apparently, but they mm-hmm. get a photo of it. Um, I, I have a feeling that Walt Jr. is going to help Hank out looking at these photos. I don't know why. Well, there's some feel like... listener feedback that speaks to that, too. Oh, is there? Um, okay. I like how we've got established evidence that Tuvok is a dick to everybody. Oh, totally. I mean, you don't. He doesn't need a reason. He doesn't need a personal grudge. He's just mm-hmm. going to be a dick. That's his default mode of operation. Yeah. What do you think about Gus's um, trying to reason with Jesse? And Jesse's like, "What are you going to do?" And oh. Gus is like, "There'll be an appropriate response." Click. That is the last thing I ever want to hear from Gus. Like that is trouble. Yeah. I'd almost rather him say, I'm going to kill your infant daughter than (laughs) him tell me he's going to give me an appropriate response. No kidding. (laughs) Uh, And we'll talk more about this for sure in the the major section at the end about poison. But, um, yeah, yeah. So Jesse is still not signing off on killing Walt. I don't don't know why, but he's not for some reason. Um... There were a lot of sixes in this episode. I don't know if anybody noticed this. This is two episodes after we heard about the eights theory uh-huh. um, with, like, the clouds and all that stuff. There's there's three that I noticed. Really? Um, which might have its own significance. Who knows? But I noticed um, in this scene when Jesse turns away from the camera when Tuvok gets his phone call, um, the his bruises now start to look like a six. Like, the top section of it is kind of pulled out. I did out. notice it was no longer an eight. I didn't notice that there was any particular 
new pattern to it. Yeah, well, it looked like a six to me, and he tilts his head back just to the right angle where it becomes a six. And it looks like he turns away from the camera, tilts his head back, then turns back to where he was facing. So I don't know why he would do that unless there's some significance to that. Well, um, there was a rampant uh, Reddit speculation based that that was some sort of there's going to be some sort of countdown. Exactly. So that yeah. would that would make sense. That's what I'm thinking because also um, in a, in a couple more scenes after the commercial, I think there's a shot, there's a fast forward shot of some of the areas in New Mexico there, right. and there's a Route 66 sign in the background of one of those, ah. and then also Jesse has six unheard messages from Saul on his phone. Ah. So a lot of sixes here. Um, there's also well. I'll wait till later in the cast. I did want to point out that uh, we did get a response from Nick CR, who does Tuckershole.com. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, when we said eight is murder, yeah, um, he actually said that that was from the sequence when Saul was talking on the phone to the prosecuting attorney and talking about the golf course. He oh. said, oh, yeah, you got to watch out for eight. Eight is murder. Hole eight. Yeah, okay. and referring to the hole. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay. So that's from a question we had from last week. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There might be some – it seems like there is some good and evil, like, almost framing Gus as satanic in this episode, which I'll get to later on. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so we come back from commercial. And, uh, by the way, there was an awesome commercial for The Walking Dead. I know we're going to be doing a podcast about that. So that was really cool. It looks really action-packed. Um, but when we come back, the DEA is leaving uh, the laundry, and Jesse's going back to his car. Um, this is where you see the high-speed shots with the 66 gas station there. And we see the scope of how secret they're being about the Jesse smuggling project. Yeah. I mean, they're taking him out to the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. To dump yeah. that for sale. And I almost wonder if that's smart. It seems like it might be smarter to just have him park at some random lot in um, the ABQ where the truck is doing a legitimate pickup and just have him mm. jump in rather yeah. than going to the middle of nowhere where – where it's pretty obvious what they're doing. Yeah, when, when if they any, stop. I mean, it's you know security through obscurity. Uh huh. It's like if someone did come across that, mm. damn suspicious. Or if a cop drove by, you know. Yeah, or leaving his car out there all, all day. day. What if yeah. it gets tagged someone over runs, and over again? Yeah, you know? someone runs tags on it, and yeah, that yeah. seems like a bad idea. I thought so too. Um, so I also thought it was. It's interesting how casual Saul sounds until he's really serious. Yeah. He's like, hey, you might want to call me back, buddy. Whatever. Right. Until he's like, you need to get here now. Yeah. It kind of switches there. I like it. Um, so Jesse then does show up at Saul's office, and uh, Huel searches him, pats him down. Uh, I think he's looking for meat, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like drum Shaking him down for pork chops. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe a T-bone. Uh-huh. Um, some, astu- some guy on Reddit saw, and he did a frame-by-frame frame analysis, but he'll pocket something after he frisks Jesse. Yeah, I took a look at that, and I slow-moed it. It's pretty clear he pockets something. It looks like it. It really does. He puts his hand in his pocket. I don't know if he's pocketing anything, but he, he puts does. his hand in his pocket afterwards. Absolutely. Um, and I actually thought him patting Jesse down is really, really smart in this episode because not only does it show how paranoid and untrusting Saul is now, mm-hmm. but it also gives the Ricin another avenue of escape right. from Jesse's pocket. It almost seems like when we talk about these theories that Devilligan is setting up all kinds of plausible deniability uh-huh. so that yeah. there is no way you can possibly know until the last episode. Until he's ready to tell the, you. Yeah, yeah. 
He's got enough things going on that it could be a myriad of possibilities. Absolutely, yeah. Um, also, Gus or um, Saul uh, sets <laughs> up a um, hostile work environment here. <laughs> uh-huh. What did he call that? Was it HT or ST? I can't remember if it's honey tits or sugar tits. It, oh, it's honey tits. Honey yeah, tits. Yeah, he thinks it's endearing. Yeah, <laughs> of course he does. Of course, he thinks his hairstyle is probably fashionable, and he <laughs> and can pass. Suits. And he can pass as Kevin Costner too. <laughs> so um, he almost could. What do you think about uh, him saying putting a good word for with Fring for me? Oh yeah, he doesn't want to butter the wrong bread. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting because if Huel did pocket the rice and cigarettes. Hmm. A, how did he get him back in Jesse's pocket? The pack. Right. But B, what is Saul's role in this? Because Huel would not do that without Saul. Right. So that brings Saul be, into the mix. You right. Know? It could be, you know, this could work both ways because a lot of people use this as evidence that maybe Walt was in on the poisoning, but it could also mm-hmm. just as easily be Saul trying to get in Gus's good graces. Exactly. That you just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So the next scene, Hank is looking through the laundry pictures, and Skyler's worrying about Saul or about Walt. Mm-hmm. Um, why did they take the Schraders and the Whites to the Schrader house? Why didn't they move them somewhere to an unknown location? Well, for one thing, Hank pretty clearly thinks this was a bunch of bullshit. Sure. Okay. And since he's got obviously a lot of pull with the local DEA, I think that he basically this is a compromise between Marie, who probably wanted him to get the gtfo the country uh-huh. and hank who's like this is you know this is crazy this is stupid this is th- this is them trying to keep me out of gus's hair yeah or lack thereof <laughs> so that's what i thought what do you think did you notice hank's face in this scene hank's face yeah he was wearing I saw it no i mean he was like looking intense like kind of like focused anger like he was Mm -hmm. he he wants to burn gus in the worst possible way now even when he's joking with gomez he's Mm -hmm. and and he's kind of taking it out on gomez too he's Uh, i think he's he's trying a little bit but uh, but that was just him trying to manipulate him you know it's like he wants him to do this thing so he's going to do reverse psychology can't do it Yeah. yeah gotcha um i i didn't notice that but god i noticed the purple the purple is at her kitchen is filled with purple. It's the purple prison. <laughs> and now they're all inmates. <laughs> it really is. It really is. That's from a Hank's blog. Do you read Hank's blog? Yeah, yeah, he I remember that. referred to it as pr- the purple prison. When he was injured, yeah. yeah. God, now they're all prisoners. You're right. Um, so then Skyler goes out and burns a smoke. And I thought this was interesting because... That's exactly what I wrote. Skylar Bum smokes off agent. Interesting. (laughs) Because this is the second time we've seen her smoking under stress, right? First time was back in season two, um, episode four called Down. And she was smoking while she was pregnant. Now, they cut from this directly to Jesse flipping his lighter mm-hmm. and of course that this is all foreshadowing and check off cigarette whatever mm-hmm. for brock being poisoned um it's sulu's cigarette by the way sulu yeah sorry <laughs> uh do you do you think that they have been planning this since season two no like because why because they that never came to fruition the smoking well i just thought that was showing her kind of recklessness and a kind little of, bit, yeah. you know, wanting to get back at Walt, maybe, or rebel a little bit. Um, I thought this, kind of like 
in the early part of the season, you had your coffee theory where they're setting up the poison idea to be ingested. Uh-huh. It seemed like in the last few episodes, there's been a, cons- a lot of conspicuous smoking. Yeah, uh, Walt bumming a cigarette for the first, you know, for the yeah. very first time. Skyler bumming a cigarette. Jesse playing with matches and fiddling, you know, checking on a cigarette. Almost a foreshadow what eventually happened here with Brock. Yeah. So it's like it might be just a coffee theory with the tobacco variant. Mm-hmm. Dead man I, smokes. <laughs> honestly, I think there may have been too much foreshadowing with that because I was not surprised at all when when they said Brock was sick and then it turned out to be Ryson. Well, as soon as they said he was sick, I was like, Ryson, done. But how much of that was because the listener already uh, kind of clued us in last week? The other thing is I kind of thought that Villigan didn't have enough time to do this right. Although, on the other hand, I think he was kind of handcuffed, and now that I've seen the whole episode, when I first saw it, I'm like, this has been so much more powerful if at a, like, the cliffhanger for last week, we'd seen Brock, you know, getting into Jesse's coat pockets and and just grabbing the pack of cigarettes. Hmm. And when I first, I assumed that that's what happened, and then when we have the scene where he's confronting Walt, we find out that, at least according to Jesse, that's not what happened. Then yeah. I started realizing, well, he couldn't show that scene because, number one, it didn't exist. And number two, I really think Vince, the villain, is trying to keep all of his avenues open. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And when we look at the evidence, I think that's going to be clear. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um, but I also like the fact that, and I think Melissa Mayers detected this, but there's a theme that all the major characters of Breaking Bad like to play with fire. You know, Walt, when he's being contemplative, he's lighting matches and throwing them into the pool. Uh, setting his money on fire. <laughs> setting his money on fire. Jesse's playing with the lighter. Skyler is, you know, smoking up. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's this theme of especially Walt and Jesse that they, when they're stressed out, play with fire. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, she always picks up on that cool stuff. Yes, she's <laughs> very good at it. Um, speaking of cool stuff, there was a really cool shot, and I think she might have picked up on this as well. Uh, the emergency sign. Behind or, Jesse's head behind when he was Jesse's frantically head. going through his cigarettes. There's also a no smoking sign right behind him. <laughs> so kind of interesting there. Right. No, I, I I didn't even get that the first time through. And then after mm-hmm. I read that review, I watched it. And the framing on the emergency sign was really good. Yeah, that was a, an awesome shot. By the way, listener Jerry is the one who made that call about Brock getting a hold of the ricin. So kudos to you, bud. Oh, wow. Because yeah. I think that was remarkable to pick that up, you know, a week or two ago. Sure, yeah. I could have said maybe Andrea would have, but right. for Brock to, that's that's even more devastating, I think. Right. Um, so we're back from commercial, and Jesse's telling Andrea about the ricin. Uh-huh. He, he understands what's going on. Right. Uh, do you have anything to say about this scene? I mean, the acting was fantastic. I, Aaron Paul just tore up this episode. Just that Andrea, I think immediately detected that Jesse was somehow involved with the poison. It, yes. And this is why he gets kind of shut out the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. What aren't you telling me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Walt's waiting for Gus to make a move at his house, and Jesse shows up. And I thought it was really cool, the the contrast between this chaos with Jesse and this very calm, low-key setting with Walt, where he's just waiting, and Jesse's springing into action. See, I didn't think. I think Walt has kind of gone a little stir crazy, you know, and jumpy and jittery. Where he was calm before, and he's had a time to really think. Oh, I don't want to die. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But I actually thought this was a very good example of the student becoming the master because Jesse's the one who knocks. Yeah, Jesse's the one that's banging on a door, like trying to call. 
banging on the door and Walt's AWOL and he has to go to his house and retrieve him and have this angry confrontation with him. Yep. Um, so I don't know what to make of this scene uh, because I don't know Jesse's explanation for framing Walt did not make a lick of sense, I didn't think. No, zero, none. Uh, Jesse has no idea. But Walt's explanation didn't really make a whole lot of sense either because no one has explained how someone could grab the thing, mm-hmm. grab the cigarette, and get it back into Jesse's possession. Tuvok. Tuvok could so Because he, he has access to the locker the whole time? Yeah, yeah. Walt's explanation makes the most sense of you anything so? I've heard, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about it more later, obviously. I also thought it was incredibly unwise to grab that revolver and jerk it forward because if Jesse <laughs> has his finger on uh-huh. the trigger... That could have well just triggered the mechanism. Oh, yeah, totally. And he did it hard enough to leave an indent in his forehead. <laughs> well, that's just Brian Cranston's Plato forehead. Yeah. That's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you think that that was a callback? Because in the previous season, there was a kind of a recurring theme of dots on people's heads. What is this? I've not heard of this. Really? Not at like, all. Like, there's a scene in... Um, like where he's looking in the rearview mirror of the Aztec where there's a dot on the rearview mirror. And when he's mm-hmm. looking at it, it puts a, 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 a dot right in the middle of his forehead. Huh. And when he's cleaning out the equipment, he's looking at a, a refle- his self, a reflection in the mirror. And there's a speck of dirt right where his forehead is. And he tries to scratch off. And now really? we have. Yeah, I saw one review and I can't remember who it was. But they mentioned that that could be obviously um, a foreshadowing of how he's going to die. Shot to Bullet the head. To head. Or also, there's, you know, a lot of Eastern re- religions teach mm-hmm. about the third eye, that it's like, you know, he's being awakened sure. somehow. And that goes with the, the eye theme that we've seen throughout the series. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Interesting. No, I had not heard of that at all. Um, so, spoilers were kind of messing with me here, because I knew that Walt wasn't going to die this episode. Well, so. I, I've assumed that up until the last episode ever, the yeah. Walt's not going to die. Sure, sure. But I, I knew it for a fact. Okay. So it was like, eh, not as threatening to have the gun to your head when I know you can't pull the trigger. Okay. You know? Um, although he could have shot his ear off, maybe. <laughs> True. Why, why not? Um, so the music was interesting here. I, I forgot to mention this when the music when he was uh, sitting at the pool spinning the revolver. But here... Um, it's the same music that's playing when he's cracking up in the crawl space as is playing in this scene where he's cracking up on the floor. Right. You get the same, like, almost heartbeat sound um, and the weird sound effects. It's the tumor in his brain talking. It might be. That's the, that's the music. Maybe it's the tumor's theme. Going to die of an aneurysm up the forehead. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Um, so the poisoning of Brock is definitely the uh, appropriate response, right, from Gus? Uh, no, I if mean... If Gus did it, that that would certainly... Like, what else is the appropriate response? Well, okay, the fine, I'll is, save it, I'll save it till we talk about okay, it. Okay, yes, yes, because I want to... I'm I itching wanna, to talk about this thing. Uh, I want to dig into that. You know what? Me Screw too. the rest episode. Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened. No, uh-uh. Oh, sure, uh-huh. Um, just so, Jesse dicking with the emergency room nurses, I mean... Yeah, just standing there. Yeah. Getting in a fight with Tuvok. Right. Uh, I did think along along the lines of your uh, student becoming the master sort of thing, there was a role reversal here where Walt was telling Jesse that it's all about him now. And it's no uh, longer all about Walt. It's all about Jesse now. Right. So that was interesting because Walt's you. changed a lot um, since even an episode ago. You right. Know? His attitude's different. 
Uh, so next scene, we come back from commercial, and Jesse's trying again to get in to see Brock. Uh, fast forward shots again outside the hospital. Second time in this episode. Yep. Let the sped up camera work. Um, and then he spends the night at the hospital when he can't get in. And this is where he's assaulted by Tuvok. What? Did, did these guys not look suspicious in their black leather coats, whispering in the hallway of a hospital and then fighting? Yeah, but what are they going to do? Arrest him for acting weird? No, but Gus has killed people for less than this. Gus has killed people for being seen in public. Oh, well, like, but I think that's why tu- I think that's why Tuvok bro- backed off. Yeah, what is he going to do? Yeah. He can't do anything there. Right. I mean, this yeah, you the cops would be all over him if he tries to drag someone out of the hospital <laughs> screaming. Yeah, absolutely. I was a little disappointed though. Mhm. Because Jesse, during the confrontation, didn't end it with a nice, that's right, bitch. Yeah. Come on, Like, I was, like, waiting, waiting, (laughs) waiting, and they switched scenes. I'm like, what? I got (laughs) gypped out of a good Pinkman bitch, He did say that's right, but he didn't say bitch. He should have said, I mean, I don't know how he went without saying it. Like, even if the writers didn't put the line there, it's like it'd be so natural for him to put it in. Yeah, he should have just, he says, as he's walking away, standing up, he says, that's right. Then he sits down, and then he's like, oh, yeah bitch <laughs> yeah i mean they should have had a pause to make it funny but i yeah. just i don't know man I, I feel like we haven't gotten our quotia our quotia we haven't got our quota of quota. Uh, pinkman bitches yeah you're absolutely right i've been lacking um so <laughs> as they walk away that was well, tuvok walks away they both whip out their phones and they're like dueling texts mm-hmm. uh he's calling walt and tuvok's calling gus do you buy that gus has jesse's burner tapped because there's some speculation going on that gus was able to intercept that message i don't like i don't man again if there's anything i've learned in five years of watching wire yeah it's hard as hell to get wiretaps on mobile phones even when you are law enforcement yes (laughs) yes when you have to uh be surreptitious or whatever it is about your yeah i don't think that's maybe it would actually be easier for a criminal to do it because they don't have to worry about the evidence being thrown <laughs> yeah. out if they get, you know. So, hmm, but maybe. I'm just saying it seems like, especially for the disposable cell phones, that's their bread and butter is is you know privacy and uh, discretion. So I, I that yeah. I don't think that that's what happened. Yeah, me either. But I don't know if Villigan shares my opinion. <laughs> that that's all that really matters on this show. Obviously, that's true. Um, so we we get Mr. White cooking up a bomb. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, cold packs and a hot stove. That's right. <laughs> uh, I was so excited when I saw the oh, slow yeah. pan over the improvised laboratory. Uh-huh. Well, you see, like, unwrapped. You see the, the cut-open cold packs. You see mm-hmm. some unwrapped tools and first, and it's what panning over. What can you make so out cool. of cold packs? I would love to see someone analyze the chemistry behind that. Whatever I, he's making in that stove looks nasty. I, I looked at the – because there's an about – dot com site about breaking bad where they've talked about the chemistry of breaking bad before hmm. yeah and i took a spin by there this morning to see if they would elaborate but i didn't see nothing hmm. so yeah it might be too early for that and he's not just making um fulminated mercury or whatever i mean this is some kind of high grade high intensity explosives i'm guessing yeah it's it's got to be because that isn't a whole lot of it i mean there we saw the pipe that he was packing it into right that's a big sized pipe is it really I don't want to go into too much of my background, but in my, 
my my younger pre nine eleven days, I might have played around with improvised explosives. And Whoa, that is a good size pipe bomb. Hmm. Okay, especially if it was just packed with freaking dry powder. God knows what kind of <laughs> chemical he had in there. Right, right. So, but my first reaction in this scene was uh, Jesse's reaction to when he first saw it mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, Mister White, yeah, science." <laughs> that was awesome. I was so happy to see Walt back in the and the remote detonator. Mode. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was sweet. Super cool. Yeah, although it didn't work very well. I no. wonder if the bomb even would have gone off had Gus got in the car. Well, I think he. He probably fine-tuned it until it, you know, worked reliably. Oh, I hope so. Because those things are fiddly. Again, don't ask me how I know. (laughs) All right. Um, So then Gus goes to talk to Jesse at the hospital. And this was a really cool scene. Um, First of all, he steps out of that Volvo with authority. Gus can step out of a Volvo. He makes Volvo station wagons look badass. (laughs) He really does. And I love how he's got, like, a security guard rolling with him now. Uh Uh-huh. Like, Mm -hmm. gets out and checks it out before he steps out. Yeah, who is this guy? He's some random flunky. I don't know. He's the same guy that was in the yard tasing Walt and also in the desert that Mm -hmm. I thought was Jesse last week. Yeah. dumbass on me, so. (laughs) Um, So I'm kind of surprised that Jesse was actually able to hold it together. Uh while he was talking to Gus, because we saw his reaction to killing kids that he didn't know. I didn't think he kept his reaction together all that well. In fact, I was thinking he was fucking it up the whole time. Really? First of all, does Gus own all of Albuquerque? Yeah, he's a bo- on the board of directors. Of the freaking hospital. The, yeah. He's in with all the DEA agents, sponsoring mm-hmm. the, all this and that. I mean, I feel like that he probably owns a few banks. Um, the other open question is Madrigal Electromotive. Is he the top of that food chain? I don't know. Or is Didn't there some kind some of vast, vast European connection behind there? Um, I thought we got some feedback saying maybe Madrigal Electromotive was going to be kind of the next bad guy for Walt to face. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did. So I won't step on their toes. Okay. Um, but I thought Gus was laying it on thick, you know, that I can yeah. make sure. Now, the other thing is. I'm not sure if Gus knew during this conversation that Jesse was playing him. I thought Jesse was doing a poor job. Like, he shouldn't even have mentioned the poison. Mm-hmm. Or if he mm-hmm. was going to mention the poison, he should have said something along the facts of it's ricin. And I know Mr. White, that's his poison of choice. Like, just mm. completely made. Tracks. Like, like, make Gus think that he's taking the line and maybe even then give him permission to kill him. See, here's Because the he knows White was out ready with the bomb, didn't he? Uh, yes, Jesse knew that. So it's like sure. the thing to do would be to sell him and maybe even give him permission to rub out Mr. White and then kaboom. I, so, But here's the thing. If Gus is in fact the one who poisoned him, if Walt's story is true, okay, Gus knows about the ricin. Yes. And the fact that Jesse doesn't say anything about his involvement with the ricin after thinking that Gus is the one who took the ricin. Mm-hmm would make Gus very suspicious about Jesse. Yes. He he would know something is up. Which is why I thought it was a mistake to mention it and not try to... I know, agree, yeah. He should have just been, like, it's sick and that we don't know what's wrong with him, or... But, but Gus still knows. Now, if Gus knew, and he caught on the fact that Jesse knew as well, do you think that I can make sure the child gets the best medical treatment was kind of a threat? 
because mm. he also could probably make sure he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Doctors have a Hippocratic oath and all that. Well, uh, yeah. But they also try to keep themselves healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, I just don't know mm. how I don't know how evil Gus rolls in the community. It seems like he tries to play everything above board. In fact, I don't know that he makes a habit of rolling this evil and chaotic period. I kind of yeah. am with the theory that often the cartel has kind of unleashed his inner sadist, I guess. Which that also mm. with the the six 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 stuff that we saw in the episode. Yeah, um, I thought it was very interesting that they met in the chapel with the crucifix between them, mm-hmm. and Gus was standing in the shadows, and Jesse again in the light. Hmm. And you know they've had cruciform images all throughout the season, oh, yeah. and this culminating in in times, which is itself a religious uh-huh. reference. Um, you know, I'm no Bible scholar, but. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. And Jesse is once again wearing a shirt with some sort of religious symbolism what? on it. What? Yeah, yeah. It's got um, – it's either a cross or a sword that looks a lot like a cross on his shirt. Um, it's the Brock Lesnar shirt. When he's playing shirt. with that red lighter um, earlier in the episode. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But, yeah, I just – I really like the dynamic there because they both – neither of them were saying what they both knew the other knew. Um, yeah. uh, Evan K had a problem structurally here with Walt planting a bomb on the fifth story of the parking garage and then hoofing it two blocks away to mm. the top of another building in the space of time that Gus took to confront Jesse. I think that... I don't know. I think he's got the time. Yeah, I mean, 15... You really only need 10, 15 minutes to do that. And here's the thing. you We don't know how long it actually took because... Tuvok came up to get Jesse first. Right, which means Gus was already waiting. Which means, yeah, they had been waiting in the the lobby. Uh, they had walked from the fifth, fifth floor of the parking garage. Right. Um, then they talked to Jesse, and who knows how long it took them to get out of the hospital. I mean, we don't really know, and I, I can buy it. Okay. I do. Um, but when he goes back to his car... Uh, we see Walt, who has transformed back into Heisenberg. He's uh-huh. wearing all black. Uh, he's got everything but the hat. Right. And um, this is the moment where we saw that... Uh, you remember that promo shot where he was in the green and black up on the roof mm. with the, the bandage on his nose? That's what this is from. Right, right. Obviously. Uh, why do you think... This is going to be controversial. Why do you think Gus did not go to his car? I don't know because it really bugged me. Him it having me almost too. a a uh, spidey sense. Spidey sense. Look at this picture. I love that. <laughs> Why I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I think that there's a couple explanations. One, he was finally processing everything that Jesse said and thinking, mm-hmm. "Oh God, this is a setup." Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just that he felt that someone's watching him. He was just putting two to two together and thinking, you know, I got some in here and all that. And Jesse was kind of acting weird. And because yeah. I thought Gus also made a couple things to like try to establish connection with Jesse. He like tried to grab him by the shoulders and maybe even clapping him on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And Jesse was just like stiff as a board. Um, well, that was after he he also did something weird in the in the scene um, in the chapel. He asked Jesse. um what does he ask him? He asks him if the batch was ruined. And Jesse says, yeah. And then Gus looks over at Tuvok, 
Oh, I think I don't gets think... the approval from him as to the accuracy of that statement. I didn't think Jesse actually said anything. I think Tuvok actually like no, worked... he did. Oh, did he? Yeah, he he did like a head nod or something. He he said, "Yeah, it's ruined." Mm-hmm. And then Gus didn't trust that, and he looks over at Tuvok. Mm. So the, I think he was tipped off before then, actually. Okay. By Jesse's weird reaction, like you said. Um, the other thing is he could have just been thinking and he does not suspect danger at all but he mm-hmm. wants to go and reconfront jesse or maybe oh. talk to one of the doctors about the child's condition and verify it's ricin or like you know any I mean, that'd be just like villigan to make us think one thing and then mm-hmm. have it be completely different by the time you figure out in the next episode yeah because we both after the end of this we neither one of us bought that he would detect hey there's a bomb or this is a setup no and we we said oh hey maybe he's going back or uh, we just didn't buy it you well know? like i thought uh, james uh pony uh on the times said it best when he said it, it appears that gus has developed adult onset spidey sense <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. like unless he missed some clue but that's the thing i've been thinking about it because it bothered me and actually slightly slight disappointed me this episode because I was all set to see Walt blow Gus up. Yeah. Or at least maybe try and fail in the attempt. But, you know, I wanted to see the mm-hmm. science experiment go boom. And when it didn't happen, it let me. It's like I just all build up, build up, build up, and then it went nowhere. And it felt yeah. me kind of feeling dissatisfied. I don't know that it's a problem with the episode. It's just my emotional reaction to it. So I spent a lot of time thinking about it. And you want to get into – do you want to just have the mega – you know, no holds barred we, speculation about this. We can, but first I want to say, what's going to happen with that car? Is it just going to sit there? That's Gus's car. No, I mean... Th- Gus's Volvo. He's not going to have his Volvo next episode. Uh, I can't say anymore because we're not doing the spoiler section for next week. Oh, okay. And well. I can't talk about the scenes from next no, time on don't Gus, talk so. about them. Anyway. I don't want to know. Um... All right, so let's talk about the facts from the episode, and also we're going to talk about yeah. some stuff from the Breaking Bad Insider. Because, okay. And the thing is, I've not looked at we that. had at least 15 different people email us about this. You all said basically the same three things, mm-hmm. but you all cited different evidence and different motivations and different speculations <laughs> based on that. And there's no effing way. I had like 15 pages of it in yeah. my Google Docs. We just so can't read it all. I boiled it down with the help of a Reddit thread to the facts and observations that, as we know, know now. Okay, great. So number one. Brock is ill and his symptoms are consistent with rice and poisoning. Mm-hmm. Andrea doesn't want Jesse in the hospital room with Brock after Jesse suggested it's rice and poisoning. Sure. Gus said he wanted Jesse back until Jesse said the magic word poison, and then Gus told him to take his time. Huel mm-hmm. could have pocketed an item of Jesse's after patting him down. Yeah. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito said in the Inside Breaking Bad that Gus did not know what was going on before Jesse told him and that he worked out with logic that Walt might be trying to kill him at the car. So he says... That's the actors. Now, the the thing... The actor says he did not poison him. The other thing is, what's interesting in The Insider is is Brian Cranston was emphatic that he did not poison him. It's like, I'm thinking Villigan is... Again, this feels like a very carefully orchestrated event. Let's get the facts out. So, okay, can I jump... Okay, never mind. I'll hold off. All right, pinch it off. Uh, Saul told Jesse that he was terrified of Gus and is leaving town. And Gus told Jesse that there would be an appropriate response to the DEA at the lab when Jesse said that Gus couldn't kill Walt. Now, there's observations from previous episodes that 
bring to bear on these theories. Eight is Walt is a survivor. He'll do whatever it takes to keep going, even if it means giving an order to kill Gale, who he likes and is an mm, innocent. I don't know about that. Um, I, okay. I don't necessarily buy that one. All right. Well, he's a survivor for sure, and he's not above, you know, collateral damage, let's say. Sure. Okay. All right. Jesse is fiercely loyal to Walt. He murdered Gale in Walt's orders, and even when Walt had pissed him off um, the most, he refused to sign off on Walt's death. Ten, or uh, Gus is willing to let children die if it makes his life easier. Mm-hmm. That's what started this whole grudge match in the first place. Yeah. Gus is smart. When he makes a plan, it's solid. It can um, it can be foiled as when Jesse killed Gale, but on the whole, Gus accounts for everything. Mm-hmm. Two, or, uh, finally, Andrea knows Saul and would not be surprised to see him at her house or afraid to let him interact with Brock. Mm-hmm. So the theory as a result from those facts are Gus poisoned Walt, or <laughs> Gus poisoned <laughs> Brock, Walt poisoned Brock, mm-hmm. three... All this is red herring, and Brock poisoned himself. Mm-hmm. That Jesse didn't remember right or is unwilling to face the horror that he did this himself. That's what I initially thought, yeah. Right. And then four, which I think is the most insidious but yet least likely, is that Brock is ill from completely unrelated causes. <laughs> like someone nah. on Reddit, and I think someone emailed us that um, it could be like meningitis that kids get all the time. If Not that, all the time, but if that's true, I'm I'm extremely disappointed. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't want that to be true because it has nothing to do with any of the events that happened in this episode. It nullifies all of that. It doesn't nullify it. It just I think it. I actually think that would be an interesting result depending on how they play it. But where did the cigarette go? If that's true, why is the cigarette gone? Good point. It's it's damn hard to explain that unless somebody has it and it's just floating around out there. Like I said, what if Jesse? I mean, Jesse sometimes is an idiot. What if he just? And why the thing? The thing that's really weird is why did Jesse transfer? Do the cigarette transfer? I guess because he bought a new pack. Mm-hmm. So that's when he did transfer. Yeah, yeah. So was it the same brand? I thought he mentioned that maybe the brand had switched too. No, yeah. I think he always smokes those Winchesters or whatever they. The they're fictional called. brand. Yeah. All right. So what did you want to say when I said? Um, I think I read about the Giancarlo Esposito's take about him thinking that Gus was innocent. Yeah, and you also said that um, – what else did you say? Uh, I don't know. Whatever you said uh, made me think, what if Saul poisoned Brock? Right. What if Saul poisoned Brock, neither Walt or Gus knew about it, and – Saul was trying to take care of the problems that they've been creating for him. Walt. Okay. Think that through because Mm -hmm. if, why would Saul do it without on orders from someone? Because, uh, Gus wants Walt dead. Yeah. How would killing Brock accomplish that? Because Jesse would go to kill Walt. Hmm. And Saul knows that. And Huel, it looks like Huel pocketed something. Saul knows Andrea and Brock. He would easily, like you said, get in there and hang out with Brock. Mm-hmm. No problem. What if he did it to get Walt killed? Hmm. There's also something. Jesse dropped something in this episode, too, when he was going to his car. He dropped something? Yeah, they showed this in super slow motion on Reddit. He actually dropped something in the road. It looked like a piece of trash or something. Is that significant, you think? Uh I'd have to see it, maybe. Okay. It's it's tough to 
know without uh, actually seeing it. Okay. But I I don't know. I love the ambiguity of it all, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's really... Anytime you can get this many people talking and disagreeing based on evidence that does not conflict, it's great for a show, right? Yeah. Because, like I said, there's now, if you talk about um, Saul acting on his own, there Mm -hmm. are at least five plausible theories that, you know, would would make all this perhaps work. And would all, you know, be completely believable. Mm -hmm. And there's enough evidence to support them all. I, no, I, the, I don't. I'll, I'll say this about the yeah. Walt poisoning um, theory is mm-hmm. I, Walt's not that good an actor. Like, he can't keep it together when Hank yeah. is around. How could he tell this elaborate lie and pull off all this stuff with Jesse? Is it because he's not afraid of Jesse, maybe? What is – okay, what would Walt's motivation for killing Jesse be? To plan out this thing and say, hey, Gus did it? and get You mean Brock? Je- yeah, that would be or, his yeah, motivation. Brock, sorry. That would be his motivation. So to get Jesse to turn back on his side against Gus. Yeah. I don't know. That's a pretty brilliant plan if Walt's involved. Here, what do you think of this? Do you see that? Uh, I see it. This is great podcasting. <laughs> it's what Jesse no. walking across oh, and yeah. he dropped something there. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't know what that is. Okay. Whatever. Do you think it's <laughs> germane to this theory? Uh, no. Okay. It looks like he dropped his keys, actually. <laughs> oh, really? And that yeah. he doesn't break the scene? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right. So so I would love to hear if there are any other theories. Maybe, like, oh. I don't know, Ted is not dead and he poisoned Brock? <laughs> I mean... Well, the only thing to kind of add on from this is a lot of our listeners said that this is going to bring... Like, Mike was not heard from this whole episode. It's been Absolutely. two episodes now he has not been heard from. Mm-hmm. If he comes back and finds Gus killing a child or planning to kill a child. Unexpected allies. It could be the unexpected ally. Hmm. We'll see. So is there any other kind of fall ba- fallout from, from this? Fallout? Like other things we need to talk about? No. Well, I mean, the only thing is like, I guess. Oh, oh. Obviously, the other thing is like if, if Walt did it, Jesse can't find out because that would... I mean, he killed Walt right away. Oh, absolutely, he would. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. It, like I said, I love the ambiguity, but ah, uh, I'd like to see. I, I'm hoping they resolve it before the end of this season because if they leave that massive cliffhanger out there all year, I'm gonna go crazy. Right. I'm gonna. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't, also don't like. Uh... I don't like the fa- I don't like the theory that Walt did it just because most of the things that when Walt does things that are bad, we see it as the audience. Mm-hmm. And again, Walt even said, "When would I have had time to do this?" Unless he had Saul do it. But I, yeah, like I said, I don't. I think only the only evidence that Saul did it was the fact that Hewell's pocketing something. He could just easily yeah. just be tucking, you know, putting his hand in his pocket, sure, reaching for some beef jerky. <laughs> so Absolutely. I think that if Walt had done it, we'd have more evidence. Yeah, yeah. So, and I actually think that it's it's almost stronger that Brock poisoned himself or he's ill from something else than I believe that Walt poisoned him. Hmm. So, but there's a okay. lot of people absolutely freaking sure that Walt did it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I'm I'm almost positive it was Gus. Okay. So. Uh, all right. How about some some final thoughts? Some name game. 
Uh, end times, we get, obviously, Saul in his office tells Jesse, hey, it's the end times. <laughs> They're right. coming. Uh, they're here. Didn't um, uh, Walt say that too in his house? Did he? I thought he did. Mm. I thought he made notes of something. I don't know. I don't remember that, but maybe he did. Mm, anyway. But I don't think there's any other significance than, hey, it's getting close to the end here. Right. And depending, again, like you said, if there's a significant 666, there's religious connotations of the end times. Sure. Too. We've got sure. this struggle between... You know, the end time's all about struggle between ultimate good and ultimate evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, my question is, where the hell's the ultimate good? <laughs> <laughs> Walt Jr.? Holly. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's it. So, because uh, Walt's not a good guy. I, I have a nah. hard time saying that Hank is a good guy. I mean, Hank is probably the traditional good guy, but I've seen him beat mm-hmm. the shit out of people. And, you In know. Righteous rage. Right. I, I mean, Hank's probably the closest thing to a good guy. Yes, that the show's but got. He, but uh, again, he's an anti-hero at best, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, no, are we so ready to times. move into feedback then? Yes, please, let's do it. Uh, just a brief recap. Um, if Jim and I came up with it while watching it, it's ours. We're not sharing credit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you sent in a prediction that got invalidated by this show, I'm not going to read it and embarrass you. Uh, if we receive the same idea from multiple people, we're probably not going to read it. And that's what happened with the... Uh, Gus and Walt's poison mm-hmm. speculation. And also, we got at least 24 different people letting us know that the reason the scales were off is because Gus or Walt had his hand resting on the scale. Yeah, which they close up on. Yeah. And we didn't notice I somehow. feel like an idiot for yeah. missing that. We're jackasses. Thanks for pointing it out, by the way. Um, Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I thought that was a good illustration of how out of it Jet Walt is because, sure. like, his mind was not on what he was doing. His mind on was trying to sweat. Thanks, Yoda. <laughs> Never his mind on what he's doing, <laughs> where he is. Um, yeah, he was trying to sweat Tuvok for information and wasn't getting anywhere, and he's getting flustered. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Austin M. said uh, – he emails us around the bug episode and said, I think that once Walt Jr. gets a car, Hank will ask him to drive him somewhere so he can investigate, and Hank will be killed in front of Walt Jr. Oh, brutal. If you look at the season, besides Walt Jr. eating cereal, it's been about him <laughs> wanting to be accepted by his dad and a car that his dad bought and a car that his mom bought. And then just last week, Walt Jr. even offers to drive Hank somewhere. I don't know exactly when it will go down, but Walt Jr. will be behind the wheel with someone else or just by himself, and shit will go down. Hmm. I, I like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> in stereo. <laughs> uh, Jay Buck. Um, he is our friend that was a former meth addict. And we asked him about the, you know, Tucker's Hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said that um, the thing is the, teaker, the tweakers obsess about things like crazy. Cleaning, taking typewriters apart, <laughs> overdoing a tattoo or their haircut or chicks plucking their eyebrows till they completely pluck them all, which he says is his personal fave. <laughs> And, well, tweakers think they know. Like, they know something. Something. That only they know, and they obviously don't. So Jesse exploited that by putting the idea in the guy's head that there was something to dig for. Hmm. And it could have been anything, and the tweaker took it from there. So the obsession combined with they've got this inner secret about the universe that only they know is how he did that. Yeah. Um, And he also told a pretty funny story about him and his girlfriend once i don't have enough time to read (laughs) (laughs) okay um greg s said it wouldn't surprise me if ted when forced to sign a ups package didn't pin his name but instead a short message such as help me (laughs) that'd be awesome yeah Yeah, that's going to the government yeah um 
He said also when Huel used a restroom in Walt's condo, he thinks the purpose of that pit stop was to install surveillance equipment. Oh, I think it was to ruin a man's toilet. <laughs> Just to wreck the toilet? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, he could have put a bug in there. He's in there for uh, quite a long time. Well, that's to be expected. I, I, I like how paranoid the show's made the listeners, because basically they <laughs> think everything is bugged all the time. Uh-huh. In fact, I got in some speculation saying that uh, Walt's glasses were going to be bugged and that someone what? said that there's actually a bug visible on his glasses in the final shot, which I actually have a modified <laughs> version of that final shot. I don't think uh, you can bug a man's glasses and no. not have him detect it, honestly. It, you need batteries no. and wires. and You'd need Batman technology is what you'd need. Yeah. I mean, they've it's got... It's not going to happen. They've got... Uh, bug sunglasses in the sharper image catalog uh-huh. and they look like the giant grandpa glaucoma glasses yeah exactly they're too big they, so, they're obvious anyway um moving on john the Everbold john p says as far as the whole interaction between doctor and gus about protection he thought that the doctor was making a comment joke about the necklace that gus was wearing as if it was some sort of crucifix or charm finding it funny that gus would be carrying something like that around because hmm. he did kind of make a reference to the necklace when he asked him about the protection, like you know, well, this you know, this all-seeing eye kept Donald Audio safe, and I don't hmm. know. Weird. Um, Rick K says, if I remember correctly, Skylar tears uh, tears up the personal check that Ted made out to her and throws the pieces at him. What if the police investigating Ted's death find those torn up scraps? Oh, um, they could. Yeah, depends on how tidy a housekeeper that Ted is. Yeah. Uh, Rick K says, if I remember, oh, oops, sorry, I just repeated that. Griffin from Portland says, my theory is that Mike will be Walt's ally. I can see this happening if Gus tells Mike to kill Walt and his family. Mike having a problem with killing the baby, he teams up with Walt and Jesse. Yeah. To take out Gus. I like it. Um, And then he proceeds to do the same thing we did last night where we just started getting silly and saying, you know, who didn't like it? It's Tyrus. Or it's Tio. Or Mm. it's, but now... Let's it's Holly. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's 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 Huel. Yeah, it's Randy, the redheaded. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the CPA or EPA the agent. EPA yeah. Guy, yeah. So it's like I. Yeah, I don't know. But he's also a Tyrus hater. He thinks it's going to be nice, or it'd be nice if Walt slits his fucking throat with yeah, the same man. box cutter. Absolutely, that guy has got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I'd like to see him taken down. I'd like to see Me him choked too. out. Yep. Uh, Mike from Fort Myers, Florida, which just, I just cracked me up. Uh, I can't tell if you guys are playing a running joke or not, but you keep referring to the character of Tyrus as Tuvok from Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> I think you know that Tuvok is not really the character's name, but I believe you think he's the same actor as well. He's not. Oh, he is, no, isn't Mike, he? I, no, I don't accept <laughs> that. Uh, in fact, I checked on IMDb and it is a fact <laughs> that those two actors are the same people. In fact, if you look close oh, at boy. Tyrus's ears, you can see the burns from the latex he wore for mm-hmm. the ears. Oh, yeah. So we're years totally, the ears. totally unaware of the fact that they are different people. <laughs> Completely. 100%. Uh, Toby B. from the ABQ uh, has a question. Why didn't Jesse toss both Gus and Mike out on their ass somewhere along the Mexican road? All of him and Walt's problems have been solved. If only you just tossed them both. Or just kept to the speed limit another 20, 30 minutes, and both of them would be dead before you even got to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. Now, my first thing, as I was reading him, I'm thinking, okay, Toby, if he throws him out the desert, how's he going to get back to America? Because uh-huh. Jesse's an idiot. But, but if he had just waited for them to die and drove to the hospital and like said, I got here as soon as I could, 
I mean, don't you think that they would have made some arrangements to get him back? Probably, and he was only six miles from the border at that point. Right. So, eh. I just think his he was not thinking well under pressure. Yeah, there. he was in emergency mode. Yeah. And... Um, uh, his has a prediction that Jesse's playing his own game. He knows he's being watched 24-7, so the only way to convince Gus that he is done with Walt is to keep his plan to himself. Uh, that's why, like the students, become the master scenario for now. Jesse is the master, and the master is the only one playing the game. So that's why um, that's he, he says that's why he thinks that Jesse is going along with Gus because he's kind of trying to look out for himself instead of himself and Walt. Now that I've seen this episode, I don't know about that. Yeah, because I mean, up until this episode, I would have said, yeah, Jesse is the the student becoming the master that we're speaking of. But now Walt has to step up because of the threat to his family, and he's got to become the master that Gus once was. What do you think if Jesse wants to kill them both, but he thinks Gus is the most more obvious threat and Walt would be relatively easy to dispose of? Hmm. I mean, Jesse might have quietly turned into a psychopath this, this season. <laughs> it's possible, yeah. I mean, he's been desensitizing himself to all this. He's gone through a lot. Now that I could buy that. Now Brock's poisoned. Right. Yeah, things are getting bad for it's Jesse. It's not like he yeah. loves Mr. Walt, or Mr. White, rather. No, not really. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Matt Miami says, um, uh, actually, I'm not going to skip this, because uh, we'll just say that the Gus being gay or not has kind of been beaten into the ground until there's more yeah. evidence in it. We're not talking about it, because we got like six different pieces of email about that, too. All right, we'll shelve it for so, now. So, yeah, we're just going to take that. But Matt also says he loved their analysis about Mike having a granddaughter and how Gus says he doesn't kill kids, etc. He thinks that Gus will want Mike to kill Walt's son and daughter, too, and that he will not do it in turn against Gus. Just like the scene from Scarface mm. where Tony Montana and Alberto, who's yeah. played by Tio, are driving behind a journalist at NYC and they're supposed to blow up the car that contains the guy's family, but Tony refuses to do it. Yeah. That's a good point. So, um, Jason from Long Island says, uh, Walt's face is getting as much punishment every couple of episodes as the Aztec windshield did last season. <laughs> if he had to be one, which would it be, face or windshield? Oh. I'd have to go uh, windshield because you can replace a f- windshield relatively painlessly and perfectly. Your face, thats that, that mileage doesn't come off. You can't roll back <laughs> the od- odometer on face trauma. <laughs> That's true, and Walt is looking pretty bad this season. So yeah, I'll go with windshield. Next season, his face going to look like a hat full of buttholes or something. It's going to be <laughs> just wrinkly and swollen and nasty. Yeah. Uh, Monte said that, and he, this is a good point. If Gus gets whacked in the next couple episodes, it seems that they'll need to introduce some more characters to keep the show going for sixteen more episodes. Does Tio still have any connections to the drug world left? If Walt is able to whack Gus, will he need some help from Tio's possible connections in order to be the kingpin of the Southwest? Jesse knows how to find Tio, so I can imagine some scene where Walt and Jesse bring him the Gus equivalent of a Don Eladio necklace in order to put their bad blood behind them. Also, is there someone else above Gus's head related to the Madrigal Company? No doubt the writers have earned a lot of faith in this point, but I have no idea how they'll be able to fill 60 more episodes if Gus gets whacked. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm actually starting to come around to the idea that Gus might survive till next season. Maybe, but I... Personally, I don't want to see another baddie step in. I want Walt to become that guy. And then for a whole 16 episodes? Maybe not a whole 16, but at some point he has to. Otherwise, he's not Scarface. Right. 
He's got to be the top, the top of the chain. All I know is like Chris Rock says, men never go take a step back in pussy, and women never take a step back in money, and Breaking Bad never takes a step back in bad guys. So yeah. whatever comes next is going to be at a whole other level than even Gus, because we had cra- yeah. Crazy Eight, mm-hmm. then we had Tuco, Tuco, then we had mm-hmm. Gus, and each one was bigger and badder. And I think now we should way. have Walt. If he's going to become the master, I think we should have There's Walt. There's two seasons. The thing is that the tell to me is he broke yeah. into two seasons. Mm-hmm. I think we've got one more season for them to play out, and maybe the DEA will be the big bad guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe this European firm, Madrigal Electromotives, will have some kind of you know shadowy operation going here. And then the second half of what used to be season five, or I guess the, the eight episode of season, season six, six yeah. will be you know Walt slipping into that role. And well, ultimately see, is down. Or... Maybe the season five will be his rise. Season six will be his fall. Maybe, maybe. See, uh, here's the thing with me. I don't. I hate to be the one to say this, but I think the Gus storyline is playing out. Like it, it is almost yes. too long of a storyline now for me to continue with. Yeah, he needs to exit the picture soon. Yeah, very soon. And I think the perfect time to do that is this episode, this Sunday. Okay. Um, so James H said, Bill Burr, who plays the redheaded, D, um, EPA agent yeah. says he's in three episodes so far. He's been in two. Oh. If he's not in this next episode, which he wasn't, then you can call it a lock that him and Huell, his original prediction will be the unlikely allies to help my, Walt. Well, he is not in this episode. And if he's in three, then his, his mortal lock will be back for 13. That's true. That's Uh-oh. a good bit of deduction. It's not boding well for my mic is the <laughs> the guy out right. uh, theory. Um, Dr. Barry from MadrigalElectromotive.com. Oh, he yeah. is a legitimate doctor. I did not know Is this, he actually? Yes, he is, okay. he's not an MD, he's a DO. I thought he just owned a lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he answered some of our medical questions from last episode. Oh, he said sweet. the stuff under the tongue... Um, could have been something tongue dissolving, like Zofran to stop vomiting. Avatan, which is a quicker acting Valium, um, which dissolves quickly under the tongue in preparation to not gust out in order to intubate him, which is put, uh. shoving the breathing tube down into your throat. Yep. Um, if it's a spray, it could also have been an anesthetic to reduce the discomfort of intubation, which mm-hmm. hurts. <laughs> Yeah, um, I bet so. He also had some random medical things. He said there's a lot of, like, useless equipment that they had in the lab. Like, <laughs> there's this one big box that is just to do inventory control for, like, prescription drugs. Huh. It's like, to keep you from, like, stealing narcotics and stuff. Yeah, like, and they would never no, do that no. out there. Yeah. Um, he said they also looked like Ga- uh, Gus put, was put on dialysis with two big effing IVs. Um, he huh. said if you put him in the arm in real life, people that have that have like surgically embedded implants that can go right into the veins and, uh, and yeah. make, take advantage of the big effing IV. Uh-huh. He said emergency use like that, they'd probably put him in the groin or the clavicle. Oh yeah. Bigger veins. Sure. <laughs> I got a huge vein around my groin. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, oh, let's see. I'm skipping around. Let's oh, he had another theory. He goes, could the DEA boss have worked for the cartel and not Gus? He might be the unlikely partner that teams up with Walt in the final episode. Uh, who the DEA is Mercurt. Yeah. Is Mercurt. Boss. Yeah. Okay. That he's talking about. I hadn't heard that before. That was pretty good. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, he also could be Gomi who has a conspicuous, uh, first and, uh, first scene. Yeah. We talked about I'm that wondering about Gomi. He, he has he's a solo acting weird, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What do you mean? 
he's acting a little weird to me. And maybe it's just the guy, the actor, but something seems off about him. Hmm. Maybe maybe the listeners have put this thought in my head with all their theories. Uh, he also said in the pilot, that when he goes out to watch the cars, he's dragging a blue barrel. Um, so we know that the blue corpse disposal barrels exist in the car wash. And he's wondering if the hmm. writers were actually, you know, foreshadowing if the car wash becomes Walt's new lab, if that's like where they're going with that. Yeah. Um, they might've, man, the writers are like Gus, right? Like, this show is Gus. Yeah. They're so far ahead of the audience. It's sick. He also has this horrifying thought. This also could lead to, it was all a dream theory when oh, Walt wakes no. up, when Walt wakes up and the first thing he sees is the blue barrel he just dragged in and a fellow in a yellow shirt getting out of a sparkling clean Volvo station wagon <laughs> to help him up. And no. It's, it's all a dream. No. No cancer. He just passed out. <laughs> that would be horrible. Maybe this is all during a real fugue state. <laughs> uh, Dilligan better have that excuse because I would want to do him bodily harm. Yeah. If that's what happens at the end of season six. Not a dream, please. Um, Winter from Cali said, I'm sure a lot of you or you've received a lot of email about Mr. Chips. Actually, no. No. You are the only one. And she did some research into the, um, I guess it's a book for the novel um, called Goodbye, Mr. Chips. And she linked the Wikipedia article. But it's a story about a much-beloved school teacher and his long tenure at a fictional boys' public boarding school. And there's a whole lot more to it. We don't have time time to read. But mm-hmm. it seemed to me that the, the illusion of Mr. Chips is just the fact that he was a good-natured school teacher. The rest of the plot okay. didn't seem like it had a whole lot of – there's a lot of this political – you know, stuff in there. Um, she also wanted to add in some thoughts about crawl space. Uh, she thought that Jesse and Gus wearing opposite colors outside the makeshift hospital actually shows how Jesse could never be like Gus. They're too mm. opposite in nature. Gus is the stone face killer mastermind and he succeeded. Jesse tries to be the callous killer, like in the peekaboo episode. That's where he goes to the drug, the flop house where the two addicts are there with their kid. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but he just can't bring himself to harm people. Um, killing Gale is driving him insane, and he killed the guy outside the Don Eladio's home in you know self defense. Mm-hmm. And he, she also mentioned that Jesse has a deep connection with children in general. Yeah, I was gonna say every time he's mm-hmm. around them, he's always a different kind of Jesse we never see elsewhere. Uh, with the little kid in, in Peekaboo, his brother Brock, etc. Um, Gus, on the other hand, with the whole "I will kill your infant daughter" <laughs> is a stark contrast to Jesse's warmth. It might be a minor detail. Yeah. But it might be a subconscious one that prevents Jesse from moving completely into Gus's camp. And, of course, after this episode, assuming Gus did actually poison Brock, I mean, there's the obvious difference between them mm. as far as kids go, you know? Right. Uh, she finishes up. So, P.S., I'm a Californian who abs- uh, happens to be a lifelong Colts fan. I'm assuming you guys are. <laughs> I am. Jim is a sports atheist. Yeah. In I'm- fact, it's pissing me off. This is actually e- uh, eating into my Monday night football time. So we need to get this thing wrapped up. Oh, no. <laughs> I got to see the Colts get their ass kicked on, on national TV. Um, let's see here. Ventress one, since we're not going into the gay thing. Um. He just mentioned he, – he had some comments. First of all, he thanked you for educating my ignorant ass. Oh, yeah. Being more sensitive to gays. So, and I thank you as well. I think it was a misunderstanding all around. Honestly. No, but he's talking about the other thing we talked about. Oh. You know. The me, other thing. <laughs> just forget it, man. Yeah. This, this, is not, this is not working. He did <laughs> – I did what it said. He said, uh, if Gus was attracted to Jesse, he goes, well, I guess that would make for some hot and twisted fanfic. But I don't see <laughs> Gus allowing himself to get vulnerable with Jesse or anyone. 
Mm-hmm. That is a good point. I yeah. think at this point in the season, even that's why I didn't want to discuss it because I honestly believe there's no possible way Gus's sexual proclivities will have any impact on how the rest of this thing uh, plays out. And if yeah. it does, we can yeah. talk about it then. Sure. Um, Kenan L says Gus doesn't make it to the end of the season alive, but we'll get to meet a lot of dudes from Chile next season who are higher up than him even. We'll even see a bunch of flashbacks with all these dudes. Can we just say this is speculation? This, not, yes. He's, yeah, he's no insider info. info. These are yeah. all labeled my predictions. Yeah. Walt kills Hank before the end of the series. Three, Skyler kills someone in cold blood before the end of the series. Oh. And four, are you ready for it? Are oh, you boy. sitting down? As a hedge to the Walt kills Hank prediction, if Walt doesn't kill him, then Skyler does. That's the actual oh. most badass version of my theory, and I would love the writers forever if they did that. I would, too. That would be cool. I can I can even see the scene like her with tears in her eyes, oh. wearing her mama jeans. Yeah, and her dark eye makeup looking all crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think yeah, it, I, that would be crazy. Um, so, do you think it'll happen? Uh, I kind of feel like Hank might survive. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I kind of feel like he will. Mm. No, I don't think he can. I, I think I, I want to make an official prediction. It's about time. Hank dies before the end of the series. All right, mark it down. I will. Uh, the Nattercast guys wrote in, and he had some parallel thoughts, or thoughts about the parallels between Breaking Bad and the Bridge Over the River Kwai mm. and Three Days of the Condor. Uh, he says, not only is there a parallel between Walter, but also Skyler and Colonel Nicholson, who's the Obi-Wan Kenobi character. <laughs> okay. Um, both of these people are... Those are uh, people with high standards who are first reluctant to work for the enemy, but ultimately acquiesce through a combination of circumstances and ego. One wonders how many times and to whom Skylar has uttered the sentence, if you're going to do this, at least do it right. Yeah. Um, I thought, I could have sworn we read this last time. No, this just came in. No. All right. Um, so she said, he said, because I don't think we discussed it from a Skylar point of view. She goes, Skylar could have just simply walked away from Ted's failing business. But what is she, the Heisenberg of accountants? He had nothing on her, and she could see from the books that there was no reason to associate herself with them. But her ego made her want to help build the best damn bridge she could, never mind that it meant signing off on fraud to the IRS. Hmm. Um, This, of course, highlights the difference between Walter and Skyler and Ted and the cartels and Gus. Walter and Skyler have the Colonel Nicholson idea that good work is its own reward no matter who you happen to be working for. Ted, the Gus, and the cartel see Skeisenberg, I like that, <laughs> as a means to an end, and once that is achieved, so much for the means. Uh, he also said, in Three Days of the Condor, Robert Redford plays a CIA agent who becomes a target of an assassination plot. Everyone in the office he works in is murdered when he was out, and he goes on the run trying to reveal the comp- conspiracy that has him in his sights. He says, I'm not sure what the clear parallel is, but I suspect it will be Hank. He's targeted for assassination by the cartels for getting too close to a conspiracy that his own people don't believe in. Like Redford, Hank could become the hunted man alone. What do you think of that? Well, he's he's de- we definitely see him targeted for assassination because of a conspiracy his guys don't believe in. But it's with Gus. All right. So, yeah, obviously. All right, let's skip to the new stuff about this episode. This was before this episode aired. Though, yep. so, yeah. This is all the new stuff. So um, we have a new uh, bold guy, Josh B. from San Antonio. He said, I want to predict that the link has now been established between Jesse and Rice and Poisoning is going to have to be investigated by someone or else it's going to be a major WTF moment for me. Mm-hmm. He says, now, especially post 9-11, hospitals and law enforcement routinely work together when hospitalizations involve some sort of criminality. For example, overdoses, child abuse injuries, poisonings, 
um, etc. And B, the link between Jesse and the poisoning has already been established. We even know that the hospital learned Jesse's last name since the nurse repeatedly calls him Mr. Pinkman. Mm-hmm. Since he seems to know the source of the poison, it has to be assumed that some federal agency, maybe the Homeland Security Department, is going to open an investigation into the incident. Yeah. His I, prediction is totally. that for season finale and season five will feature a new federal investigation by an even bigger and further reaching agency such as the DHS and that Walter and Jesse's various terrorist like activities such as macing rice, making rice and cooking up homemade explosives will be how they're ultimately brought down. Hmm. Interesting. See, I would have gone with uh, like the tax evasion angle, you know, mm. well, that, I like the- that Skyler Skyler's loose end. But but yeah, I mean, getting maybe the DHS is the big enemy next season. They're going to get the the Smurf people from the airports to give them an aggressive pat down and violate <laughs> sure. <the> civil rights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the only thing bigger and eviler than Gus is the Department of Homeland Security. I think that's what he's trying to say. But but that's good. I mean, like this this is a loose end that needs to be resolved somehow, right? Right. Either Jesse has to totally stay out of anybody's line of sight um as far as like law enforcement or anything like they can't even find him or somebody has to come investigating looking for him and talking to him Mm -hmm. uh dan uh daniel b mentions that he found that plausible that gus found jesse's reaction to poisoning a little too calm without blame he said if the dose was designed to take out the chicken man why would brock have the slightest chance of survival and he's saying that basically brock is doomed if he lives it's going to be a major spoiler because the Wikipedia article, or the CDC says that there's no known antidote for ricin. However, according to Wikipedia, it seems like if the physicians know what the poison is, it can be successfully treated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether he's going to die or not. Well, the other thing is the, the dose wasn't designed to kill Gus. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know if it would kill Gus. Well, right? no, Jesse didn't. He just said yeah. it wasn't as uh, much, but Walt was pretty confident, and I would take his opinion over Jesse's. Sure, sure. So, and again, as a kid, a lot smaller. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he thinks that Gus has become too pivotal to take out of the show, and he thinks Tuvok is going to kidnap an immediate white family member in a bid to manipulate Walter into curtailing Hank's investigations. I don't know how he can. I mean, I've said it before. The best thing for Walt to do right now is just to go to the DEA and do a plea bargain. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't consider this is kind of bugging me a little bit. Like, they don't even really like every time it's brought up. He's like, no, we can't go to the police. Why not? You've already lost all your money. No, they they still have the car wash. It's worth a million dollars. They have a car wash. um, And Skyler's now involved. So his family, like he's going to prison. Skyler's going to prison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For for being a meth kingpin. He's not the kingpin to turn over Gus. Yeah, he's if the he's dude from Goodfellas. If the dude from Goodfellas can get out with nothing and be in a witness protection program, sure as hell, Walt can. See, I wouldn't buy that. That'd be that'd be too Why? much. Again, did you buy it when it happened in Goodfellas? Uh, what exactly happened in Goodfellas? I don't remember. He, he turned state's evidence against the mafia kingpins. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And went to witness protection and was free to live out the rest of his life. Hmm. I don't because know. That's how, it just seems that's how like they he's work. He's killed too many people. He's made too much product. I don't know that he would. I don't know that he would get out unscathed. Interesting. Um, Jamie T, who wants you to know that she is in fact a girl. Oh, okay. Uh, 
says that she thinks Jesse always has a knack for screwing up Walt's plans in the final act, and he did not disappoint in this episode. If Jesse hadn't been so cocky, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but we'll go mm. with cocky, Jamie. Um, with Gus, he was poisoned and played ignorant and confused. Instead, Walt wouldn't have realized Jesse had connected to the ricin, uh, or he hadn't. Re- he wouldn't have realized that Jesse had connected the ricin to Walt and sided with him, and the whole car bombing thing would have been totally worked. Stupid, stupid Jesse. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah, I, I'm behind that. Um, Karen B thinks Aaron Paul won another Emmy tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, he was good, real good. He also thinks she also thinks that Gus has to die because it will keep Gilligan from repeating himself. She thinks the season four's plot arc is already too similar to season three because Walt, Jesse, Gus are presented with a series of challenges from Hank and the cartel. Hank is neutralized and Gus makes a power play against the cartel with many deaths ensuing. Jesse stands up to Gus on a matter of personal principle. Um, and Gus appears to give in. A child is threatened and killed under suspicious circumstances. It's just Gus is behind it. Mm-hmm. Jesse flips out. Uh, Walt saves Jesse from doing something rash. Walt's solution is for Jesse and he to team up to kill someone. <laughs> so it's like, yes, then when she puts it that way, season yeah. three and season four already seem like they're too similar. Yeah, and like I said, I think Gus needs to go. He's, he's worn out his welcome. Uh, she says, what to suggest... Do they do next? Last year, Walt was doomed until he got Jesse to do his dirty work and kill Gale. Now the boys are teaming up to kill Gus, but it will not go smoothly. She thinks Gus will surely die, but it will leave Walt and Jesse in a worse position than ever. That's almost a sure bet with this show. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking Mike will somehow be involved, and perhaps Gomez will be caught in the crossfire. Ah, yeah, that'd be cool. Get a little uh, Gomez action in there. Uh, Bethany says that has anyone brought up the fact that all of Hank's physical therapy is paid for with Walt's gambling winnings? Marie, Skyler, and Walt all know this. How have Skyler and Walt not realized that if they go down, Hank does too for his bills being covered with the drug money of the people he is supposed to go after? Hmm. I don't know how that would work, especially if it was been a normal person, he might be screwed. But since Hank's a DEA agent, I don't know. Unless, because I have the theory that, that Hank is kind of dirty too. You think? Yeah, he seems like he lives in much too nice a house and has much too nice things for his salary and Marie's salary. Maybe. They do have a really nice house. Yeah, they do. But they also have no kids. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That might explain the whole thing. Uh, Also, Bethany has a personal prediction. I think Hank and maybe Mike or some other random bimbo from the cartel's little pool massacre uh, will send the tip to Chile that Gus will be taken back to South America but not be killed by Walter Jesse. Hmm. That'd be interesting. I would be too if he's yeah. you know, on the lamb. Something and, went. I mean, and not, we know how he holds grudges, right? So who knows what he could be doing in Chile? Well, I'm thinking the Chileans are the ones that are after him because he's oh. got some deep dark secret down there that that yeah. would be an interesting thing that Villigan would just leave hanging and kill him and not resolve. Uh huh. I like that, Bethany. Um, Alex, not Dave in Texas, <laughs> uh, continues part five of Skylar Hate. He says, as someone who smokes semi-annually, I'm going to tell you that that's not going to calm you down have one, having one smoke on the patio. It'll just make her more jittery. Oh, <laughs> and she is still fat. Oh, <laughs> All right. And so I guess he, she needs to keep that smoking up until she brings that weight down. Yeah, curb that appetite. Um, he wants to know, how did Gus, how did Walt know that Gus would take his good old Volvo wagon and park it on the garage in the second highest floor? Don't hospital board members get front row special parking? Did Walt <laughs> tail Gus from wherever and fall into the hospital? That's a really good point. It seemed to me like Gus didn't want anybody to know he was there because he was kind of hiding in the chapel. Right. 
He also says all the explanations for Gus's Spidey sense call into question why Gus does not have a security detail moving with him around in a black bulletproof suburban with the driver staying with the vehicle in the valet section of the hospital at all times. So he has Spidey sense, but no security detail. I think he's still trying to keep up appearances, maybe now more than ever, because Hank's on his case. You he know? is rolling with muscle now in his Volvo, which That's is a true. change. So yeah. maybe he's trying to split the difference there. And I don't. I still don't think he takes Jesse and Walt seriously as a threat, other than maybe running to the DEA. Yeah, up until now, he certainly knew he was ten steps ahead. Right. Um. He said once again, although my suspension disbelief is highly stressed, I still love Breaking Bad. Oh yeah. So same here. Um. John, the Everbold John P chimes in. And says, I thought it was strange that the DEA or Marie just decided that Walton Schuyler should be protected. It seems like they, uh, it seems like it should have been Schuyler to plant the idea in her head, like asking, do you think we could be in danger too? Um, I don't know. I think Marie would freak out and want all of her family there just for the hell of it. Yeah, she was totally freaked out. Um, I also thought it was strange that neither Marie or Junior or Hank, I guess, suggested that the DEA agents keep an eye on Walt. That's a good point. Yeah. Because they didn't have – they just follow him, and that wouldn't be putting him in Nazi Germany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says on Walt taking out Gus, I'm guessing the only way that Walt and Jesse will be able to take him out is if they can turn Mike. They'll need his intimate knowledge of Gus's operation and train of thought. Of course, we don't actually know how clued in Mike is. Yeah, um, considering his reaction to some of Gus's actions this season, namely Victor's killing, which that's something mm-hmm. – that really bothered him a lot. Oh, yeah. So, he went drinking. The other thing is maybe Gus is ro- rolling like a big badass now because he thinks he doesn't need Mike. Or I think Mike is, is down in Mexico and is not is going to be out of his hair for a while. Yeah. Interesting. It'd certainly be unexpected if he came back. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, this is an interesting point. You talk, asked about what's the significance of the gun. Uh, David M. says, when Walt swings the gun around the table third time's a charm, it's still pointing at a plant. Yeah, I think that's a symbol for ricin, since as we learned early in the show, ricin is made from beans of the castor oil plant. And this thread on Reddit, actually, I had the thread on Reddit. Now I don't know where the hell it gone. But they said that that actually <laughs> that plant is a particular type of poisonous plant. Oh, really? Yeah, it was hmm. called like wolfbane or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, again, that's from Reddit, but they're pretty right on on that stuff. So that that was kind of a, you know, pointing that and. Walt did seem like he had, like, an aha moment. Mm -hmm. That is something I forgot to list in evidence that, you know, he had kind of like the, you know, his eyebrows went up when the gun pointed at that plant. So I guess that would be evidence that, you know, Walt was behind the poisoning. Um, He also, David M., rather, uh, also thinks that in the final shot there looks to be a bug on Walt's glasses. I don't see that. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, maybe he's thinking this thing. The, the little nose, the, the, nose the metal nose piece. If, if you saw that and, and real briefly and, you know, weren't watching a, at a, a small image, maybe you'd think that was a bug. Maybe. That's me, just the thing holding the nose piece on. Right. Uh, one more. Michael M. had a brief thought from this episode. Gus's gaze from the parking garage is very Sauron or Chigger-like. Um, is that the guy hmm. from No Country for Old Men? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know how you pronounce it. I'm probably butchering, as I normally do, people's names. <laughs> Um, as if it was no he, he were some evil perceptive power. He had some evil perceptive powers warning him. <laughs> uh, the facts he had at hand did not merit the extra sensor input he seemed to be processing from the garage. For me, it magnified the evil scariness that Gus represents. 
It's almost as if Gilligan spent these seasons creating the Mordor that will be attacked in the final season. Goliath got bigger for all the Davids chasing him. So he's a proponent of Gus surviving and being the big threat that has to be overcome. I don't know. They'd really have to shake up Gus a lot to to get me more interested in his storyline. Because like I said, that thing is coming to an end for well, there's me. There's still a lot of hooks. Like, you know, we, we just... Sure, the stuff in Chile is... That's a big hook that could come into play. I don't know. Um, I I do like the idea that he was not actually uh, alerted to the bomb, though. That he was maybe just thinking about going back to talk to Jesse or something. Well, I feel like we'll get those answers at least answered next week. I hope so. In the yeah. final episode mm-hmm. of season four. Man, it seems like it's just blurred by. It, it really does, yeah. And, oh, we've got, and I just looked, we've got six more emails since we started recording this podcast. Oh, no! <laughs> We're being drowned. We are. We love it, though. So yeah. keep sending it. Keep making our lives hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But remember, Absolutely. I think we're going to, we even might, since it's the, the last and there'll be a lot of spec, we might do like a double cast next week and split Maybe up so. the recap and the feedback. Just, do kind of a midweek feedback. If we get us this much, because I really hated doing this butchering of the listeners' emails and trying to amalgamate everything. And I don't think I did yeah. a particularly good job either. Because I just had enough time. So maybe we'll do it um, – if we did, did do the feedback like on a Thursday, it would give us a lot more time to get all that stuff straight. And yeah. get yeah. you guys' take straight too. So Sure. Uh, if you want to send us email, you can do that at breakinggood at baldmove.com. Um, you can talk re- directly to Jim at twitter.com uh, at breakgood. Mm-hmm. You can talk to me because we divide this stuff up separately pretty <laughs> siloed. Yeah. Um, on Facebook at facebook.com slash breaking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate the five star iTunes reviews. We're up to like 150 now. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, we're, and our traffic is just continuing to grow week by week. Um, and we appreciate that. We also have got, uh, a lot of good response from our Amazon link. We're yeah, actually a lot of people using that. We actually broke even on ban- uh, on bandwidth uh, <laughs> well, costs. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> we ended up paying a, a, a significant chunk, but but I think going forward, going we'll, forward, we'll be we'll be good. So please continue to do that. Again, we're not asking you to just buy stupid stuff. Support us if you're going to be buying stuff on Amazon anyway. Yeah. Use our link at uh, amazon.baldmove.com. Check out our Halloween article. We've yeah. got all the Amazon links in there. Uh, if you want to dress up as Walter White or. Uh, Heisenberg or the, you got all kinds suit. of stuff because you got the Heisenberg yeah. costume, you got the lab suit, the cooker as I called it. Yeah. You got the uh, the gambler, the gambler yeah. which is the Kenny Rogers t shirt, which With you can also. Jeans. Um, I'm going to link that in the show notes too. We also have a version of the Kenny Rogers shirt that features Heisenberg, yeah, and Walt instead of Kenny Rogers. Um, and I'll link that. That's on uh, baldmove dot spreadshirt dot spreadshirt dot com. Yeah. I'll link that in the show notes. And okay. the news article for tomorrow, too. So if you want to check that out uh, and complete your Halloween costume, yep. that'd be awesome, too. We're actually going to do that costume. Yeah, I'm going to be Jesse. I might dye my hair for it. I'm we'll going see. to shave my beard into a goatee and shave my head. Nice. So nice. I'll look like a fatter, stockier Walter <laughs> Kevin White. Kevin Smith. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm a skinnier Kevin Smith, damn it. <laughs> oh. A fatter Brian Cranston. Okay, okay. So, um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I, we, we should, we, we'll have to post a picture of that, right? The, your Kevin Smith get up? No, 
Awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll post. I need a new co-host. Co-host. <laughs> and also, I got Monday Night Football to watch. Awesome. Anything else to talk about? Nope, that's it. The next episode is going to be called Face Off. It is the finale of the season, so join us next week. Uh, no spoiler section this time, so you're safe. Yep. Uh, that's it. Till next time, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Go Colts. Thank you.